You are unwise to lower your defenses. There is no way of knowing when the dark side may rise up again. During the hours of darkness, the Empire could be refueling for the attack. Will the armored Sentinel transport vehicle be ready to retaliate before it's too late? Will the rebel force be strong enough to deal with the Imperial stormtroopers? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Barrage. Who is scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened geek covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 269 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Arash Lachai, and my co-pilot this evening, the young, the bearded, the bearded, he's just bearded, Carlos. Borgwell. The man we call Crunch Crunch. Mr. Les. I like how you did the Billy D style, 69. That's right, Cole 45. The man that everybody calls the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, what's up, buddy? I got thoughts of Billy D running through my head right now. Thanks, Les. <laughs> Who doesn't? What's up, Randy? Hey, how you doing? 269, huh? Well, I just wanted you to say 69 because I love your voice. Yeah. 269. I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah. Everybody's I'd noticing. be happy with 169. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy with a six or a nine at different times. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. It's going to be one of those. Okay, okay listen. I want to, before I introduce Eric, I want to say last week's episode was a shit show, and, and you guys let us know. And I appreciate you guys coming back if you came back because I wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) Eric, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Man, I'm just glad you read my complaints about last week's show. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you were talking to us or to the listeners. I was like, I I think we're contractually obligated to come back. I'm not sure. You know, we're at like a really high four and a half or five star review on iTunes. After last week, we're at one. So that's how bad the episode. That's fair. Yeah, and then that's that's higher than I thought. Thank you, guys. I'll tell you what, man. I'm doing great because one thing I noticed is that what people had to say about last week is that you were being mean to me and that I was completely in the right. That was the message I got. Is that right? Because I got the opposite. (laughs) I got like, don't let those music Nazis get you down. I said, I know, dude. I I, I hear you. I just want to point out. Do we have the to? bad the the bad juju and the bad karma that Randy and Eric gave Kings of Leon? So obviously saw Kings of Leon. That I didn't week. write the songs, man. Hold on, no, it wasn't the songs. It was before I was going to see him at Ohana Fest on Friday night. 
there's a tweet out that said, unfortunately, the night the night of the forum show, which I was at, we found out that our mother is very ill. And as if you know Kings of Leon, there's three brothers and one cousin. And we have to cancel the rest of the tour. And I was like, what the fuck? Not only do those guys just shit on, you know, the band that I like, but they, spin they, doctors? Dang. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna You wanted to right bring now. it up, man. I didn't bring up the spin doctors. You want so, to go back. You've seen them. Dude, I've done a lot of stupid things for women, okay? And that was one of them. And it's one of the worst things I've done, okay? And it wasn't that she wanted to see the spin doctors, because if that was the case, I wouldn't have ever gone out with her. It was the fact that she wanted to see the gin blossoms. That's neither here or there. I just wanted to say, shame on you guys for giving that bad karma to them. And then we'll, we'll cut it off. But I do have a music minute for you guys. And I hey, think you guys hang on real like quick. I do want to say something. Of I think you. Kings of Leon are actually pretty good. I just love making fun of you. <laughs> <sighs> guys, before we get into finding out how everybody's doing, check out the SithList.net. Check out the YouTube sh- channel. We got some shenanigans up there. What if we did last night was phenomenal. We're going to get into it. A little bit later on, we did visions, obviously, and we're going to do all kinds of other stuff. We probably should have done a lot of stuff that was on the Netflix day or whatever the hell that was. They had a plethora of things that came out, and we'll talk some of that stuff a little bit later on. Um, Eric, how you doing, buddy? Just want to get that I'm, out of the way. I'm great, man. Had a couple of gigs over the weekend, you know, out there doing the thing. And uh, yeah, pretty rad. Pretty rad. Cool. How did you, uh, what did you start with? What song? What did you end with? Well, on so first, with on, on your horns. best favorite gig. Okay, so throw the horns, man. That we start with. Uh, what did we start with? We uh, the song uh, "Hang On to Your Life," I think it's called, and we end with "Run to the Hills." Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's excellent, absolutely excellent. There's a band that my brother told me about today that's playing our local arena, the Honda Center in Anaheim. And he told me that they sell out arenas. I've never heard of them. They're called Ghost. Have you heard of them? Ghost AD? You never heard of them? No. Um, they dress up in yeah. makeup and they're all, but, but they, they're not hardcore. They sound like scorpions. They sound like glam rock. They, a little bit, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all their imagery is like I Heart Satan and all that. But uh, Oh, it is? Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But their music doesn't come off like that. They're no, very good not at, at all. what they do, man. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, they're very good at what they do. And they're huge. I guess they're from Sweden, and they sell out like all kinds of different places. They sold yeah. out the Hollywood Bowl, which holds about 25,000 people. I was really surprised. I was like, never heard of these guys. And if you walk, if you look at their pictures, they, yeah, they, they're creepy, man. Kind of look like Slipknot and Kiss all in one. It's kind of weird. So, Ghost, that's not my music minute, though. Randy, how you doing? Doing really well. Doing really well. I watched a movie this weekend, and Ooh, I've been waiting to talk about it um, because I know a few of you guys have seen it, and I feel like I've I got to talk about it. I watched Free Guy. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Good job. I watched it, and he does not look happy with me right now. <laughs> everyone told randy oh my god this movie's so good you gotta watch it like oh just wait the end oh my god it's mind-blowing it was the most mediocre boring garbage movie no way randy dude you cannot tell how many godzillas good (laughs) that movie was very enjoyable it was was good good. it was good good. yes it was good yes Yes. good it was good (sighs) 
At least a four out of five. All right. All right. How many Godzillas would you give it, Boo? Four. I, know, I, would, four I, God- I would not give it four Godzillas. I would give it two Godzillas at best. But Randy, that scene, come on. That, talking that about the Disney commercial. Epic. Yes, yeah, the, the Disney, Disney commercial, commercial yeah. at the end was pretty rad. I know this is a podcast. <laughs> Randy, Randy, Randy was doing a motion with his right wrist. Um, that's that's for the Patreon. Yes. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm I'm disappointed. I wanted to like, like it. it. I wanted yeah, to maybe like because it. I went in really not thinking that it was going to be good. Right. Uh, um, that's fair. So maybe that's why. And it was better than I expected. Oh so good. You're gonna love it. You like video <laughs> games, right? <laughs> okay well i think we should get into this right now because i saw a movie too this weekend and it's a movie that i probably should have seen when i was a kid it's called highlander um <laughs> i finally watched it what and hold on yeah, what i watched yeah i watched highlander so og rob i did watch it um i have some questions okay um there can only be one i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, god i could see that as a kid, that I would have liked it. And I could see that I would have put it up. See, but I wouldn't have put it in the same echelon as some of the other films. Like, it would have been like uh, an Iron Eagle to me. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but it's not Iron Eagle in, in pop culture. It's up there in pop culture. Like, people have this weird thing about Highlander. So, a question is, why the backflips? Like there, there's a ridiculous amount of backflips in an opening scene in a garage. The guy's backflipping while he's running away. And then he backflips towards the fight. Like, isn't it easier for him just to walk? There's nobody around. Okay. That, that's one You're thing. saying you don't appreciate the pageantry of it. It's just ridiculous. There's an interrogation scene with the main character. Uh, what's his name? Hopper or something? Uh, Connor. McLeod. There's an interrogation <laughs> scene with Connor where the cop is asking him questions. Connor's not answering. So the cop gives him the answers. Uh, where'd you get this knife? And he's like, <laughs> he didn't say anything. He goes, I'll tell you where you got it. It's worth $2.1 million. And he gave it to him. He's like, how'd you know this guy? I'll tell you his name. And so it wasn't even an interrogation team. Then this, this guy, is his name Connor, you said, Les? Yeah, it's Connor McLeod. Of the so Connor McLeod ends up assaulting a police officer. And then he goes, are we done here? And he walks out. Which was which, which yeah. is kind of odd. Um, best case, that's how much of a badass he was, dude. That's, that's best exactly case right for an interrogation. You don't fuck with yeah. Connor McLeod, man. Listen, I, I'm not talking shit on the movie because I could have totally been into it if I was a kid and if I would have watched it at you know any at any time during when it came out. I, I, I get it. I totally get that part. But watching it now for the very first time, yeah, it did not did not hold up. Connery is a Scottish Spaniard. Right. Yes, a Scottish yeah. Spaniard samurai. Yes. Okay. And here's they the crazy thing. Lobos, Sanchez, Thank Ramirez. God. Thank God for the villain. Thank God for him. Because if it wasn't for the villain, this poor guy Connor McLeod would have had to kill all his friends and behead all of them. Like, what was he going to do during the gathering? Nobody has an answer for me. I he do was, have he, an answer. Okay, please. No, they made they made a basically. Okay, so what sucks about this is is they try to explain the backstory in Highlander 2 
which kind of goes off the rails. But ultimately, everyone on Earth. First of all, I'll stop you right there. How is there a Highlander 2 when he is the only one? (laughs) Because they're supposedly from another planet and they are innately immortal. But the only way they can, the prize is basically growing old and dying, being able to actually die and not be immortal. So you're forced to kill each other in order to be the only one left to behead each other. Behead each other. And you have to behead each other. They don't die. That's right. Yes. So uh, the ones on Earth, they just made a vow. Like somewhere they made an agreement. We're just going to stay away from each other. If we do encounter each other, we are not going to fight. Like we're just going to chill. Because at some point, I think in Highlander 2, he ends up being very old. And he's he's close to dying, but he's old and decrepit. Hmm. And so the idea was we're just not going to fight each other. But Clancy Brown's character, Kurgan is a maniac and he's like no 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 i want everything and that's why he goes around just wiping them all out no i get that i'm just saying thank god for him because mcleod would have had to make some tough decisions at the end of the day yeah which <laughs> yeah. that whole thing gets thrown on its head if you see highlander 2 you're gonna be like wait a minute well, I no, there's no there's watching highlander 2 <laughs> And, and, do and, and the whole, do the whole like, do orgasm that. scene where he brings in the essence of people like the quickening itself it's called yeah okay so that was really interesting other than that it was a great movie oh my god fuck the movie just issued a statement <laughs> their mom got real sick and they're not gonna be able to, be able to see the movie anymore for the rest of the year Dude, that's, how it felt. that's how it felt last week okay that's how it felt last week okay all right uh, so that, that, that's my review of highlander I get it. It was cool. And Queen, love Queen. Really, really interesting to know that it's a kind of magic came from that fucking movie. Had no clue. Um, but here's my. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Eric. You need to watch the series now. Yes. 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 So you can I, skip I don't think the, I do. Skip part two, but just watch the, watch the show. Um, it's great. Are we all Highlander fans here? Is that what it is? Um, yeah. I just want to know, you guys all love the movie because I know it, it, it's up there. It's, an 80s movie. it's not movie, man. way up there, yeah. but it's it's in the it's in my science fiction fantasy. Poopery. Yeah, really like, I don't movie. mention the Highlander in my Twitter bio, but I do like it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Boop, have you seen Highlander? I saw it as a kid, like on TV. I I remember very little of it though, so I I, I guess the answer would be no. No, I, I haven't okay. seen it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able you'd to. You'd like it if you saw it again. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's right up It is your film, dude. In, in a mm-hmm. cheeseburger and a beer or cheeseburger and a big heavy Coke. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. The next <laughs> moment in the film, I thought, what wasn't the last fight scene, which was pretty rad for 80s fight scene. The last battle was pretty cool. But is when he makes the, his love interest stab him in the stomach. And then all of a sudden she gets really aroused by it and starts making out with him right after she realizes that he's not dead. And, and, and the cool part is that she is a historian on ancient swords. I thought that was very handy um, during the film. So it all, it all came together. Um, so the series itself is a special brand of magic, man. It uh, There are oh, really <laughs> great moments in it. Well, I mean, it's it's taking Hell of a, a budget. Yeah, exactly. Hell of a <laughs> budget. There's okay. So Roger Daltrey is in it, which is oh. some of my favorite because the deal is, I mean, 
he's basically his own actual self in the show. <laughs> oh, that's cool. he, he's an immortal. And what he does is he like basically shacks up with these chicks and makes them makes them think he loves them and sponges off of them until he's tired of them and then he poisons himself. And it takes place in an old enough time where they weren't like embalming people. So they would just bury him and uh. then he would just come back to life because yeah. he's immortal and then move on to the next one. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's actually pretty cool. That's it's pretty great, stash. man. But people, don't come at me. Don't DM me that I hate Highlander. I'm telling you that if I saw it as a youngster, I would probably put it up there as much as I have like Never Ending Story, which probably if I, I watch Never Ending Story <laughs> right now, I'd probably... like an interesting conversation though, man. Like, does anyone else have like any 80s movies that are like revered that you just don't get it? Yeah, that, that, that's why I was asking you guys. Hmm. Do you guys put it up where other people put it? Because it's, it's pretty high there it's in pop culture. Like, people regard it pretty, pretty high. Top Gun. I have one. I have one. Did you say Top Gun? I said Top Gun. Oh, it's oh, hard for me, Randy, because mm. I don't expect you to understand. You know, I'm just no, no, I can understand. Let me tell you why. Because Top Gun was everything for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Everything. And then Lorena hadn't seen it. And I put it on and we watched it together. Exactly. Right. And, and she didn't care for it. And it wasn't good. Yeah. See, that's what the thing. Like, it's hard for me to even say those words. It's like the thing that I was going to mention when you're talking about Highlander. Like when you're younger, obviously, you're looking at these things through rose colored glasses. So you have like this different perception. But when you're looking at it analytical and you want to make sure that everything narratively ties together as an adult, you fuck up movies for yourself. I yes. might have liked Free Guy in another world. Who knows <laughs> if I was like a kid with like half a brain. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' mom just got sick. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to halt that before we actually juju somebody. It is hard though, Randy, because I saw Bad Boys and I thought that was a phenomenal film when I first saw it and I saw it again. It was dog shit. I mean, it was really bad. It was like slow mo after slow mo after slow mo. Oh, Lawrence you're like, like you're talking like the, the Bruckheimer like slow mo. Yeah, Constant. that's Bruckheimer, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Bruckheimer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I know he does slow mo like all the fucking time. Yeah, I still enjoy that movie though, but for the trash yeah, that bad, it is. Yeah, Bad Boys. Bad Boys isn't horrible. It's better than Top Gun. I mean, it's no fucking oh. Rush Hour one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's it's no breaking two electric boogaloo. Oh, hey, nothing's breaking hey. two, dude. They have to save that two. theater, man. Come Again, on. the problem with Bad Boys in that franchise is that Fast and Furious exists. In all honesty, because the second one was more focused on the exoticism of Miami and uh, mm-hmm. just you know like Nelly, and it just had this like different vibe to it, and then you get the newest yeah. one and when i'm watching the newest one i'm like i've seen fast and furious one through six i'm good oh the newest one was so bad i i don't need to see this uh this that is, one had the this florida is... vibe though too right well it totally had it one, but yeah. when it, it had the... even more so like it was like drip yes it. yeah because it had yes. like drift culture and like the drift yeah. culture music and stuff and i'm going fast and furious just came out a couple weeks ago like this is 
you, you yeah. don't need this. Like, so there's a Fast and Furious that comes out every week, though. That's it's hard for movies like that's that. true. <laughs> Give us another 80s movie. Now, there's 80s movie that Dune doesn't. I never cool. watched Dune and I just do not understand it. A lot of people don't like the original Dune film. For me, I uh, want to watch get, the new uh, one. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the oh, original man. is not, or the David Lynch yeah. one is not good. Well, then this one looks yeah. phenomenal, man. This one looks like fucking. Yeah, I don't think anyone stellar. ever like holds the David Lynch Dune in really high regard. I think I no. just, I never met anyone dude. No, no. Mm. A sting. We're gonna be digging in our head crates for some crazy movies that we may think people yeah. don't like. Well, we can always like, go hole and drive. No, that's a movie. Well, you know what? That's interesting. Have you guys not you seen Mulholland Drive? I have. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen Mulholland. The David Lynch Mulholland Drive is crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, this is funny because I got an 80s movie for a... Th- this podcast is going all over the place, but that's okay. Um, we're off the rails and we're going to bring it back. But right now, we're going to do a uh, trailer trash 80s movie. Here we go. <laughs> I watched this trailer and I didn't know what was going on for the first minute and a half because there's no dialogue. Things are being blown up. William Defoe. William Defoe. Some crazy Commodore 64 computer technology. With the dot matrix printer sound. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, easy. Video game sounds. That's right. And there's just images and just 80s music. And can't do cocaine at the airport, sir. No, (laughs) you cannot. And there's a lot of running. And there's a lot of quick. I don't think that's safe. That's not how we use those. I'm going to bang Rick Masters. What? We got a chance to make it on a hammer. Oh! You could just go back to the I don't want to kill the vibe. You're not for real. You're not the first agents to get next to Masters. You're not wired, are you? And this movie did really well financially. Well, when you only spend $10 making something, any profit. (laughs) Oh, man. Can we just talk about the editor of this trailer, though? Yeah, he's trying to give you seizures. That's <laughs> awesome. He's he got four scenes to work with. His initials are ADHD. <laughs> you don't even like read the words. What's happening? I think I'm getting a seizure just looking at this. Thing. Oh, oh, there we go. To live and die in LA. And it did really well. That didn't look that bad. I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, look, yeah, it's I, not I, a bad. It's not a bad okay. movie. I've seen the movie. The movie's pretty good. Uh, the trailer, a little crazy. But was like there a different trailer? I remember a different trailer that was way more sleeker and had like a different. Uh, it didn't have. You're that thinking music. of like. The, yes. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Film Wang me. Chung did a song called "To Live oh, and Die in L.A.," and they had that, and it was. Uh, I think it hit the top, top twenty. I just remember there was this. I'd never seen this. That's why I didn't know what was going on, but I remember seeing a trailer for or a teaser back in the day for that movie. And it to live and die in L.A. Critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. critically acclaimed. Uh, but uh, trailer was little, little like you were on cocaine or speed. Yeah. So, 
we haven't done a trailer trash in a while, and it was a good segue because Randy said uh, movies in about the eighties. Yeah, no, but I loved when he was running on the uh, conveyor belt after doing the coke at the uh, ticket. Yeah, he wasn't doing that. It's that wasn't coke. He was, he was actually he was erasing, uh, uh, the, the he was bill, erasing yeah. to see if the no, bill was counterfeit because the movie is about counterfeit. The, the editor was the one on Coke. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. you got that right. Oh, there, oh, there was plenty of Coke, that's for sure. The editor used that $100 bill and did a line of Coke with that $100 <laughs> bill that was counterfeit. <laughs> but the, my music minute here, this is such a, such a uh, we're going off the rails again, but my music minute, and I'm asking Tom this question. Who is the king of soundtracks? Is it Queen or Kenny Loggins? And let me give you the debate here. Let me give you the facts. Queen, we have things like Flash Gordon, Highlander, of course, Iron Eagle, Wayne's World. Or is it Kenny Loggins where we have I'm All Right, Footloose, Playing with the Boys, Danger Zone, Danger Zone. Danger Zone? Danger Zone. That's my favorite song. <laughs> that was a Sesame Street uh, version of Top Gun. Right. <laughs> Meet Me Halfway, which was over the top for your over the top fans with Stallone. So who is the king of soundtracks? Here's We're going to give it to Queen? No, I wouldn't give it to Queen. Um, me either. You mentioned Highlander and um, Flash Gord, both yes. excellent. And yeah, definitely. But then you get to Wayne's World and they didn't do that. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody was huge before Wayne's World was a thing. It wasn't right. like they wrote it specifically for right. uh, Wayne's World. Right. While they did Iron Eagle, though. They did, that, was yeah, a, they, that was a hit for them. At the end of yeah. it, they say, fried chicken. <laughs> that is Hang true. on, though. So but, we're comparing Iron Eagle to Footloose. So no, no, no. You are out no, of no, no. hand. I am not comparing it. I, I, I agree with King Tom. It's, uh, it's I'm, 100% I'm Kenny Loggins. Yeah, I'm seeing it as like the whole versus the whole, and you know, Queen's stack is three feet high. Well, Kenny Loggins is twenty five. I agree. Okay, I just wanted to well, see if anybody wanted to debate this. It, and I, I agree think. with you guys. And one way that I would put it is, Queen is a huge arena rock band that had some soundtrack tunes. Kenny Loggins, yeah. is a guy mm -hmm. who wrote a bunch of soundtrack tunes. Who also had other songs that nobody can pick to tell you the yeah. names of. I, I would go as far as saying is I would know Queen songs regardless, but I only know Kenny Loggins because he did fucking soundtracks. Mm, that's a good point. Great point. Mm -hmm. All right. Did Kenny Loggins do Pac-Man Fever? No, oh my god! I don't think, I don't think no, that so. was Brock, that was that was someone else. That was Messina. Yeah, Brockner and Lock Messina. There Log was Loggins and Messina. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, you're probably the only one who won't remember this for sure, but when video games were first becoming hot, right, the whole <laughs> world had Pac-Man fever. Oh, and did. there was an entire album of I songs written about video games, like Donkey Kong and... Frogger. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it was... Oh, yeah, Frogger. Classic. Ash yeah. Lewis. Yeah, Pitfall. Yeah. Nah, Pitfall didn't happen. Yeah. It was <laughs> How could you make a really song special. about those video games? Burger Time even had one. Oh no, dude, you don't get it. Pac-Man Fever. It literally was yeah. a Pac-Man Fever that you didn't catch. It wasn't airborne. It was, <laughs> but it wasn't, bro. <laughs> it, uh, it, dude, right. like 
as a young man when that song would come on and it would have the little bump, the beginning of Pac-Man. Uh-huh. Like it. <laughs> because you didn't have all this access to these killer video games all the time. So just the thought of them was a special mm-hmm. treat, you know. It's That's true. If yeah. I may. I got Please. a pocket full of quarters. And I'm headed to the arcade. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm bringing everything I make. I got a callus on my finger and my shoulder's hurting too. I'm going to eat them all up as soon as they turn blue. Because mm. I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. I've got Pac-Man fever. I'm going out of my mind. Pac-Man fever. Going out of my mind. Dramatic reading. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. It almost rivals. Hello, I'm Giuseppe. I got something special for you. Ready? Uno, two, three, quattro. When I was a boy, just about the eighth grade. I won't do this. That was the, that was the shut, shut up, up in your, your face. face. <laughs> yeah, shut up in your face. Hey, <laughs> just that be on solid gold. I'll never forget it, dude. One of the like gags that you would see in arcades all the time, and I feel like this came from Mad Magazine, but I saw it in at least three arcades. Was a sign about Pac Man freaks don't eat the urinal cakes. <laughs> 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 I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. Did you guys love putting A and B together and ruining the magazine when you were at like a store? Um, and oh, you yeah. really buy that mad magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you do like a little do, fold. Yeah, you do the fold yeah. and you see like, yeah. like something nasty or something. That oh, was really man. pretty clever, though. It was. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, those were good times. All right, guys. I think it's time to uh, start our podcast. What do you guys think? Hello. Signing off, dude. Right. Well, I was going to do box office and all that stuff. Oh, wait, hold on. Box office. Bishong T is uh, four weeks, a month at number one, $21 million on the fourth week. Well done. Dear Evan Hansen, 5.1 million. I was listening to NPR. Yeah, I do that because it's left there over because Lorraine, I listened to it the day before. Said it was dog shit. So NPR, I'm going with you. Uh, Free guy. Randy loved it. 4.4 million. Still doing well. Well, Candyman, 3.5 million. And Cry Macho didn't even put a total. I just wanted to say Cry Macho. So there you go. Shang-Chi has done really, really well. Good for you guys. Uh, uh, It's made the most money uh, domestically this year. Yes, that's right. It beat Black Widow, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I finish Nine Perfect Strangers, not the one with Balky, but the one that's on Hulu. Phenomenal. Fantastic show. (laughs) Eric's laughing. Fantastic show. And I'll give you a little mix of how the show feels like because the soundtrack is insane. One episode had Buddy Holly, Radiohead, and Xanadu from Olivia Newton-John, and Silent Lucinity by Queensryche. That sums up which, the show. Which episode had Danger Zone? Oh, the Danger Zone was actually on the preview, but they said they're going to put it for the season two. As they should. And that season two, I think they're dedicating it and calling Fuck You, King Tom. <laughs> As they should. That's yeah. the name of your book, too, Araj. That's, that'll be a good tie-in. Danger Are Zoin? you able to give like a, like a 
Mm-hmm. Elevator comes. pitch on the show without ruining it. Danger Zone or the Nine Perfect Strangers? No, the actual show you're talking about that doesn't have that. Oh, idea. okay. Elevator pitch is you got nine strangers, not so perfect. Wow. And then That's they're, they're picked for this amazing wellness retreat that is supposed to change their lives. They're Sounds all like a horror in, movie. Very much feels like a horror movie because in the beginning, because you don't know what's going on. But Nicole Kidman is this like Zen cult leader like guru that tries to bring people that need help in and tries to help them and, and change their life and their outlook. So you have like Melissa McCarthy, who is phenomenal in it. Um, you have Michael Shannon, who is ridiculously good in it. Probably He's a fantastic actor. Movie. Great actor. Uh, and you have uh, other cast of characters that are just great. So uh, Cavelli's in it. Um, what's his name? Les? Who was in um, Boardwalk Empire. Is it Cavelli? Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale. Yes, her son is the guy from uh, that Steel Loves. Toro. On Mandalorian. Yeah, Toro. He's in it. He's great. So it's a, it, it comes all together. It's kind of like a play, but it's, it feels like a whodunit because you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And when you figure out what's going on, it's really interesting. And you put yourself in their position and you, would, you think, would you do what she's asking them to do to better your life? Why, did, why does this sound like Saw, know. but it's nice? De- not, no, it's definitely not Saw. And it has to do with you know stuff I mean? that's actually the, going, the like going on right now. To them. He's like, right. you've done awful things. This is your <laughs> chance to repent. Are you willing to do it? You know, shit right. like that. Well, you know, little chair for or the tricycle well, I won't, I won't, talking. I won't, I won't spoil this because you find out in the first episode, really, first or second episode, it's about microdosing. And, and, and psychologists are using microdosing for a lot of different kinds of therapy. And it's about, it's about specifically microdosing to get to a point. I'm not going to say what it is. So that's what it's about. LSD, shrooms, all kinds of different hallucinogenics. Um, and uh, it's a little creepy, but then you, once you figure out what's going on, then you're wondering how is this all going to resolve and, and get together, which is cool. It's not scary at all, though, but I think you would really like it. And Randy, I think you'll love it. Nine Perfect right. Strangers. And it was r- written and created by uh, the guy that has a great string of shows. My God, uh, he's done all the Nicole Kidman stuff recently where she's just pretty much working with him now. Um, I forgot his name. Damn it. We'll get, I'll get it for you before we end. It's not Keith right. Urban now. Uh, I'm sold. Um, sold. I think it was Tom Cruise. Oh, it is Speaking- of microdosing, <laughs> dudes, yeah. I celebrated 15 years of sobriety on Sunday. Oh, how about that? Wow. Congratulations. That is Congrats. huge, bro. Congratulations, you, bro. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. Congrats. Yes, that is feels good. Dosing, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. That was a good segue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, it feels good, man. It really does. And um, you should be very proud of yourself, buddy. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough. This comes up frequently we're talking about me like not drinking and i am not even in the slightest bit morally opposed to drinking at all as a matter of fact i think it rules and (laughs) that and my personality combined made it a huge problem oh yeah no i hear you so yeah it was uh it was a good call for me but man um cheers to everybody else but yeah it, it was a it was a very good personal milestone for me so awesome dude that's rad. Thanks, man. That is awesome. Uh, David E. Kelly, by the way, is the one who did everything. Yeah. So there you have it. Okay, guys. I think it's time for Kylo 
to uh, give us some Star Wars news. Kylo, suck it to me. I don't know why he said suck it to me. We actually do have some pretty cool Star Wars stuff, man. Um, it's time for Eric's Star Wars report. The big one for me today, because the pre-sale went up and instantly sold out on several places that I would typically buy collectibles, is mm. the Hasbro Black 6-inch Black Series, by the way. Uh, Stormtrooper George Lucas head on it. And yeah. I mean, I know what you're thinking. What the hell, right? Dude, it, it's a real thing. And it looks like, you know, they always have artwork on the box of the character and it sure looks like he it's intended to make it look like he's the one who clocks his head on the on the, the garage door thing in a new home. Really yeah, cool. George Lucas as a stormtrooper. And naturally, I ordered two. Good for you. It's sold out everywhere already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably still hit it at like uh, Entertainment Earth is where I ended up pre-ordering mine or maybe Dork Side. But like Hasbro Pulse, you know, Hasbro's own thing that's membership driven. I missed out on that. And of course, I stupidly paid for the membership fees for that because, you know, the free shipping and all. And so it kind of hurt, man. You're so used to free shipping on everything. And suddenly for one action figure, cruisers tell me the shipping was 13 bucks mm-hmm. on a $26 action figure. And I'm like, that sucks. But what are they? Anyway. Ticketmaster? Yeah. <laughs> Who do they think they are? <laughs> Uh, and they had some Persian guy there for refusing to sell them to people. Um, but anyhow, the uh, oh, yeah, yeah I get it. So, there, <laughs> Zoink. Uh, Zoink. yeah, so that was that's pretty Zoink. cool, man. Um, I'm not, I'm not as like hellbent on buying every uh Star Wars toy there is anymore, but something like that, if you're into them at all, that's a yeah, that looks that's cool. definitely one you got to get. Uh, so another thing, Diego Luna talked about how they wrapped filming Andor, and mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, he mentions the to expect some familiar faces in there, and it's like, right? I loved uh, all everybody in this immediate fandom has probably heard of Robo or <laughs> Xerxes as he's known he's you know from Blue Harvest Patreon and Hardcore Gaming 101 which is a great podcast by the way uh, he says it's Ahsoka they mean Ahsoka just expect Ahsoka <laughs> like he's quite wise man but yeah I mean we're not shocked you know we kind of wondered if we would see like Space Jimmy Smith and all this other mm-hmm. stuff so I mean it's Star Wars taking place in an era that ultimately revolves around and leads up to the the original trilogy so yeah we're gonna we're gonna see it um but speaking of that bridge in from live action tv you know we're talking about the kenobi series i saw a thing today and i i think it's true that uh um uh oh god um it i totally spaced uh ewan mcgregor's brother is a pilot in the Royal Air Force, and his call sign is OB2. Oh, that's <laughs> badass. Yeah, that's that made cool, me, man. That made me, that made me feel so happy inside. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really phenomenal. Nice. That's cute. OB2. Uh, now, so let me ask you guys this. You know, Andor is one of those things that, that people are, except for our friend Catherine, aren't talking about it at the level that we've been talking about, like Kenobi 
and all that. But and I know we've talked about this, but what's your hype level for Andor? Is it something you're super stoked on or it's Star Wars and I'll watch it? Where do you land on this thing? I am very stoked and very excited about Andor because I loved Rogue One and I love Diego Luna. So I am very, very excited about this. I'm a little bit more excited about this than Book of Boba Fett. Tell you the truth. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Only Dead. because Boba Fett has come out already and I, we kind of know how his character is mm-hmm. and who, how it's portrayed now in live action with a phenomenal job by Tamara Morrison. But I want to see Andor's little history and I want to see if Krennic's in it. I would love to see Mendo in this thing somehow, some way. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Not, not to take anything away from Book of Boba Fett because I'm really excited about that. Also, I'm just pretty pumped about this Andor thing. I think it's going to be different and I think it's going to be rad. Doesn't, does, is, does Andor take place? Are we going to start from when he was a kid, which means like sometime as the Empire is starting to really assert things after Order 66? We're really not sure. There's been a lot of speculation that uh, it'll bridge like uh, several years, probably through flashbacks. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. So that that's but, that's what excites me the most. If if, if I'm speculating is because I really liked Rogue One, and I'd like to see if we get, you know, just the beginning. At this point, the rebellion's been going for quite some time, but now it's starting to ramp up as it did in Rogue One. You know, to ultimately resulting in a way to. Oh. cripple the empire so well they have confirmed that it takes place before rogue one oh well, yeah <laughs> okay but but, but I hate question king tom king tom <laughs> yeah. timeline king tom timeline it's possible that thrawn could be in this thing right timeline i mean right dead smack in the middle of this thing correct holy hell imagine if they flip the switch and everybody thinks that thrawn is going to be in ahsoka but she's gonna, he's going to be in this one. Because it has more to do with things in this era than it would be in an Ahsoka era. Right. In the first new Thrawn novel, it deals with how he joins the Empire and how he becomes a Grand Admiral in the yes. Empire. And he's, yes. you know, he's been around a while and he serves on these different ships doing random um missions against mm-hmm. you know pirates and insurrection type groups they they never say he's going up against the re- like the unified rebellion but he like rebellion types like that's yeah the way to put it right 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 i started uh throwing ascendancy though mm. yeah the interesting. Oh, you didn't you, you didn't you, you skipped the uh the high republic one you know i'm gonna read that as well okay What's everybody else's take on Andor? Anyway. I'm excited for it. I mean, I love Rogue One, but like they announced it so long ago that, you know, not that you lose hype, but like you can't, you get into that situation where you talk, think about all the possibilities and you kind of set yourself up for uh, an upset. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what the actual show is, but I, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Diego Luna is awesome. The Rogue One like uh, tone is great. So mm-hmm. as long as it's around there and it's not too involved in like political like uh like uprisings like in the small pocket of time then i think it'll be good mm-hmm. yeah yeah anybody else yeah i'm definitely hyped for it. the rebellion era stuff is my favorite era so f- I'm, i mean i love the, the the sequel trilogy but i'm really just into the rebellion so and i like cassian's character so 
I'm really looking forward to it. I do too. Do you think this is something we'll get end up getting more than one season out of, or do you think it's going to be a burn it up one and done because it's so <sighs> close to the events of Rogue One at the end? Oh man, I, he he loved. I, it sounds like he is like really excited about this thing, and he loved playing Andor again. So mm-hmm. maybe they can try to get him. I don't know. I, I think it's one and done. Ah, it would I, suck. It, it yeah. would suck. But I think it's one and done. I think it, it more than likely makes sense. But, but, you know, Randy brings up a good point that, you know, when you have an announcement like, hey, we're doing this Andor series, kick ass. And then in the meanwhile, since the announcement, it's like, da-da, Boba Fett. Ta-da, Luke Skywalker came back. Ta-da, we do Ahsoka in live action. It's like, oh, wait, now what What was that other thing again? Yeah. Oh, it, it Andor, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's easy to sort of sure. put it in the back burner mentally, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, spe- speaking of Book of Boba Fett, uh, we got a poster for it. Oh, I'm sorry, Boo. Did you have anything you want to say about Andor? No, 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 no. I, I agree with you guys. You guys said all the okay. all the points. Of course, I'm Jack for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you look so much like Diego Luna. I didn't figure it was fair <laughs> to ask you. He does. Yeah. He really does. Um, with yeah, with with uh, without hair. Yeah, he's that's... been on this podcast since he was six years old. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> We got a poster for Book of Boba Fett that looks we pretty did. rad. I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it's actually pretty cool. He's yeah. sitting on the throne, and uh, it's like it's the lighting is so dark that it forces you to really stare at it and look at it. It just looks cool as hell. Um, I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, it's pretty neat, and my hype level for that is pretty high. Mostly because I was way into Jedi and the whole Jabba's palace and all of that oh, crap. And so that alone makes me makes me real hot for it, man. I want to I want to <laughs> see that. He looks like such a G, too. Oh, well, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man, that's awesome. It, yeah. That's really cool. All he needs is like a pimp cup or something. Uh, yes. And uh, well, speaking of Tatooine. Uh, we saw just you know little bits of it from the um the trailer, but the Star Wars Halloween special comes out this Friday, mm. ah. and uh, my kids are really, especially Henry, man, he's super stoked on that. And in this house, we, especially my wife, I, I mean, I could kind of take it or leave it, but Halloween is her jam, dude. And so, yeah, I think that'll be a huge thing around here. Is that so? I'm looking forward to that coming out on the first. I do wish that the lego skywalker saga game was dropping during that this month while we've got this lego special going on tv maybe they'll have some other thing that pops up around the release of that game just to kind of like tie it all up and get the hype level as high as possible but uh yeah i'm looking forward to that man that's awesome it uh it uh those things are so goofy but so fun and the voice cast in this is great so i love the little poster that they had for it it looked really yeah. cool. Yeah. You've got a lot of the um uh Freemaker Adventures era characters, like especially Grabala the Hut, and you know, who's mm-hmm. the guy who did Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's, you you <laughs> right, gotta right, love right. that, man. Uh anyhow, anyhow. So, so the the only other thing, man, that I got is uh Mark Hamill, he um <laughs> he was talking about the prequels. Where did that? Where was this at? Hang on, I got the article right here that I was looking at it. Um, he, he was talking about, and here's what I, I hate because when I saw this in the New York Post is where I first 
looked at the thing. It's of course it's they're like uh, Mark Hamill goes against what the general consensus of the prequels is, and I'm like, is it really the general consensus of the that the prequels suck? Hmm. Is this is this still where we're at with this whole thing? Jeez, uh, I tend to disagree with that. Me too. But um, at least in my immediate fandom, and this uh, went in and brought in the whole Marcia Lucas thing again and um, all of that. But, you know, he was talking about how he was really impressed by them, and which I, I thought that was cool. Now, why? Like, why now? I guess this is what <laughs> yeah, I, why I would say. But uh, anyway, oh, it was, it's in uh, uh, J.W. Rensler's final book. Oh, okay. Um, it's sense. it's um, uh, let's see. It's about uh, Howard Kazanjian, the guy he was the producer for Empire and for Jedi, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, so this he obviously uh, this is being released after Rensler's passing, but um, anyway, that's where Hamill had said these things about just that he thought the prequels were were pretty lofty and um he thought that it was probably less about like the actual visuals and more about because it was almost like too cerebral Mm -hmm. that it wasn't it was just heavier all the way around and you know compared to the original trilogy maybe that's why people didn't like it but then he also says that he's shocked at how brutal people can be on social media Mm. (laughs) <laughs> and, he's not alone yeah no shit <laughs> but um anyway i uh it, it, well the, and they bring in they bring, they bring in a quote from marcia lucas also talking about this and that's pretty negative and uh so hooray for that but yeah man i thought it was <laughs> cool to hear from hear from hamill on that it was interesting when i was looking for some shitty trailers um the opposite came up it was the greatest trailers of all time, and uh, a couple of different trades had a Phantom Menace is the best ever. Oh Jesus, yeah, really good. And trailer. I watched it. I watched it again, and I got goosebumps again. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was such a good trailer. Meet Joe Black is a great movie. <laughs> Meet Joe Black was. You know what was uh, also one of the worst that I saw, but I didn't bring it was I Frankenstein. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. let's look like you just smelled a really bad fart. Oh, that movie is just <laughs> horrible, man. Yeah, the trailer was even worse. Um, but I thought that to live and die in LA with <laughs> something, dude. I'm still I, having I trouble digesting that thing. <laughs> Phantom Menace was an amazing fucking trailer, though. It was. That's it cool. is still stands the test of time it's one of the most amazing things and for for them to give away the dual saber reveal of darth maul in the the hangar scene man and the duel the fates and the whole bit it's god the eric they gave away obi-wan and anakin meeting Mm -hmm. for the first time yeah that was that was i was like wow the one that always sticks out to me in that trailer is when uh uh, Maul and Obi Wan are fighting, and they have like that close up shot where they're like their mm-hmm. lightsabers clash, and he's like has that like mean grimace. Yeah, dude, that's such a cool shot. The cinematography on that—I don't care what anyone says about that—but just like the cinematography is so fucking awesome. 
yeah, so talking about the whole entire film is amazing. That's what yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like you, I can, oh, yeah, I could talk shit about how bad the script is and how yeah. how I would have done things different with the editing, but the way that thing is shot is just fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, and you know something else about that movie too. On a complete sideline, people just automatically assume that the entire thing is CGI, like as mm-hmm. the next two installments were. That movie had more models and miniatures in it and mm-hmm. some really yep. innovative techniques like um something that they i remember talking about at the salt waterfall well the not the pretty boring um phantom menace anniversary panel at celebration <laughs> chicago but one <laughs> of the things they talked about is how they did the crowds in uh moss espa at the uh the arena and they made these rigs that worked on these little cams, and it was a bunch of Q-tips cut in half that they painted the top. Oh, I saw that. They yeah, put yeah, in this and I filmed it from a distance so that it made it look like a bunch of people moving around. And I'm like, good lord, That's that crazy. is some outside the box. And, and, and the yellow ones weren't even painted. They were just used ones. Oh, oh my god. What is wrong with you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Uh, Anyhow, <laughs> King Tom, man, he's, he's just I'm like, looking at Randy. I, I, oh my gosh. Anyhow, I think people would be surprised that uh, I think many people who talk shit about how much CGI is in that movie would be surprised if they actually knew how much is practical. Yeah. And like really true. good practical. Like if mm-hmm. I think that, that the way they shot it kind of does it a disservice because it makes things look more digital than mm-hmm. they actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Man, yeah. Now I want to watch Phantom Menace. <laughs> but uh, Still my favorite of those three. Anyway, man, that's all I got. I we've been we've had Star Wars Visions for a week now, and mm-hmm. I I haven't gone back to rewatch any of them. I just haven't had time. But I want to. And my my daughter, who's like a new fan of young anime, she's like into Sailor Moon. Her, her some of her friends are. And uh, she's dying to see him. And uh, you guys got any, you know, any more insights on any of the episodes? The Ninth mm-hmm. Jedi one was phenomenal. I, I was, I saw the was bride. The, yeah, the bride was cool. Yeah, was I, I feel like the Ninth Jedi has, in general, been the highest among like mm-hmm. listed as mm-hmm. a favorite. Yeah, I wish yeah, we would have watched that with Les and I would have watched that. That was on our list, but it wasn't when we first did our reaction videos. But the duel is still my one. favorite. The duel the duel is still my favorite too. Yeah. Really, yeah, that one, that one, that was just incredible. Cause I was I was like, this it, it just harkens back to just like it, what is it, you know, the uh just like all the samurai movies that I've seen mm-hmm. as a kid and Seven stuff samurai like that. And yeah, Kurosawa exactly. And, and I was like, this is awesome already. And then we add Star Wars elements. I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm, I'm just sold. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I know why it was the first one. Cause it just really screams at you. Like this is something, yeah. something different, something new. Check it out. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is a great way to start. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, and that's the one that the tie in novel is, is going to be, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And now King Tom have when is that come out? He, he's already read it. No, I I have not. I want to say it comes out next month. 
it, because I saw somebody talking about it, and I feel like they mentioned in this thing I saw that the story of the episode will be retold in book form, which I sort of hope doesn't happen. I'd rather it get up to it, but or at least I hope that that's a small piece of it. I think there was an to, excerpt released this week, right, King Tom? There was something yeah, released. there was. I I have not read. I have not looked at that. Is it possible there could be another perspective to that whole uh, duel mm. segment? That maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the kids, the kids' perspective that was uh, the leader, the chief. Well, not literally like chief, someone's perspective, yeah. but like something else that was going on that wasn't explained within that that gives uh, a little bit more another layer mm. to what's going on there. I mean, I'm like thinking why, why he was why even there in the there. first place. Yeah, why he was yeah, there. Yeah, what, why did he stop? What's yeah. actually going on in that city? Like why they went there? Like there, there could be more to it that might be worth explaining. How tall are the stilettos? That's what I <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you brought up the important part. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. anybody else hit up any of the other episodes? No, not 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 again. No. Just the just the uh, the ninth Jedi. I, I checked out the the uh, the village bride one. That one was cool. I mean, they're yeah. kind of. It's very. It had a very. Uh, I want to say uh, the animation style was very similar to like uh, like early two thousands like anime. Like it reminds me of like Naruto, kind of. Ah. Uh, for what that's gotcha. worth. <laughs> now our friends at Blue Harvest, uh, they put together uh if you liked this episode of Star Wars oh. Visions, this is the anime that we would uh recommend based on your like of this. It would that was pretty cool, man, because I'm not a I'm not super hip to anime and I definitely might check some of that out. Oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it was really cool. But uh past that, man, that's all I got Star Wars wise. That's a lot, man. Very, King Tom. Uh, they did release something new on Disney Plus today. Uh, I think it's called Galaxy of Sound. Um, hmm. A lot I like you the tweeting about that. Yeah, the the fly through and the well, it's different than the fly through and the um, the planets thing. Where I think there are about s- maybe six shorts, and it's just these edited together clips with just no music no dialogue just like mm. the sound effects along with the visuals and it's it's a you know and they say this at the end that it's dedicated to those who you know the the audio and uh visual effects experts but it just shows you you know how great the sound and visuals of star wars are um yeah it's, it, at times it does feel like you want the music too but it's just amazing the things they can do with with just some uh with sound and and what they put on screen, and it, it some of the editing was very clever too. So if you have if you have a chance, check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I watched this ship one and the planet ones. They were mm-hmm. cool, man. Yeah, those were yeah. cool. I was really surprised. Henry was not interested in those at all. Mm-hmm. I think they were yeah, a little he- too slow paced for him. He's like, "Well, let's blow something up, Dad. Pew pew pew. Look at this. Watch this. I made this with my Legos. Pow." <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you, man. Uh, Boo, you have any? Um... Oh, actually, we have a voicemail from Rick. Hey, guys, it's Rick again. 
Uh, I got a different question for you this time. So last week in Chicago, uh, Metallica played, you know, what was kind of billed as a secret show until it got out at uh, our famed uh, Metro. And it's not a big space. You know, it'll hold anywhere between, I don't know, numbers range from like 1,000 to 2,000. I've been there. I've been going there for 30 years now. And I've seen bands from, you know, hip-hop, Aesop Rock, Jamiroquai, Motorhead, old 97s you know countless punk shows there um and it can comfortably you know hold you know let's just say 1500 people and i got to wondering if there was a band you could see COVID notwithstanding we live in a good world where people are generally healthy and not spitting on each other you know what band would you want to (laughs) see in a space that holds under let's say a thousand people and I'm going to put a couple of uh, exclusions on this. King Tommy, you can't say Weezer because I'm out. That would, might be uh-huh. the answer. And uh, for Iraj, I got you, I'm going to say you can't see Rush in a small room because I feel like that might be your answer. Um, mm. So I'll let you guys have at that. Um, and uh, again, you know, that's uh, it's a legendary space. And every city has something like that. And every once in a while you hear right. bands playing kind of rooms like that. So I just wanted to get you guys take on it. Hope y'all are doing well, and I will talk to y'all soon. May the force be with you. Thanks, Rick. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I would say for me, it's for sure Pearl Jam. I've never seen him in a small venue ever. The uh, smallest venue I've seen him at was just the last Friday, which I think was 10,000 or 15,000 or 12,000, but... I would love to see. I mean, Lorena always says they make you feel like you're watching them in a small club, no matter how big it is. And we've seen them in Brazil where they had 150,000 people. Um, They have that quality. And I would like to see that in an actual small club, (laughs) see if that's even possible. I don't think I'll ever will, but that'd be cool. So that would be mine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, I would naturally pick Taylor Swift, and I doubt that comes mm-hmm. as a surprise to many people, but I would want it to be a complete acoustic set, no background vocalist, just her, uh, because it would really focus on her skill as a songwriter and the story aspect of the songs as opposed to like big pop production, even though I really dig pop production. Uh, one of the things that makes her so great is the, the any acoustic thing you've seen her do. There's like a real genuineness to it that I I think would be neat to see, especially for a long set where she had time to talk about like the process on the songs. Because to me, man, songwriting is God, that is a talent. Yeah. And it, something like an MTV Unplugged, right? That kind of setting. Uh, the early MTV Unplugged where they had time to actually yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. How about you, um, Or oh, Randy? No, less, no, less. Please go ahead. I have to. Speak nah, go, go ahead, Randy. Go ahead. Uh, 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 um, uh, Weezer. Pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say Weezer. You're no, allowed to. Like the Weezer, like early 2000 shows where it was like, you know, like four or 500 mm-hmm. people. Those shows were fucking amazing. Like when you didn't know what they were going to play and it was all like new stuff and they were like pumped. Those shows were great. So there you go, Tom. Um, yeah. and, but I would probably say if I could see him play at a small venue, I would like cake play at it like a small Uh, randy i did um a that's metal episode a patreon show for the bad motivators 
where I talked about non-metal bands covering metal songs and their right. cover of Black Sabbath's War Pigs yep. is freaking awesome. So fucking good, dude. Oh my <laughs> so god. Good. What a great so song, good. by the way. If, because if it sounds like cake. hasn't heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's totally a cake sound. They don't like try to fucking take Sabbath sound. They do a cake version of it. Yeah, it's which is so awesome about that band. So good. Anyway, go on. King Tom, how about you, a non-weezer? Uh, well, does goat punishment count? <laughs> no, that does not count. <laughs> how about um, homie? Uh, homie. Homie or uh, the Rivers Cuomo band. Uh, no. I kind of tuned out after he excluded Weezer. Did he say they had to be a current band? No. no. Beatles. Ooh. Oh, well, shit on my face twice. Yeah. Call me Steve. Yeah. Well, Beatles. Like, oh, he just trumped us. Yeah. Okay. That, that, uh, I'm going back. I'm taking mine back. Fuck cake. Yeah. Fuck Weezer. I'll take uh, Beatles. I'm going to say Zeppelin then. <laughs> <laughs> Zeppelin at the whiskey. There it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but how about you, Boo? Um, Greta Van Fleet, a little bit of a newer band. Only got a Greta couple Van albums. Fleet. I'd love you'll to hear be, them. You'll, you'll still be able to see them in a smaller venue. I know. What is I it? Think. What is it? Uh, was it uh, San Diego State University had them a couple years ago mm-hmm. at their their little their little arena over here? And I was like, I drove by that billboard three or four times, probably more than that. And I saw it, and I was like, damn, I should have yeah. gone. Should have right. gone. So yeah, that'd be mine. But yeah, if it could be any band, it would be yeah. I, I'd go see Zeppelin or the Beatles or sort Queen right, or something. Be be, right, yeah, right. yeah. Come on, love to see the Doors too. That'd be bitching. Oh, that would be cool. I got to see Tool back in 1993. Um, oh, that just reminds me. I got to, here's here's the ultimate show. And Eric, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. I got to see at the Palladium, and it was a charity event to pay for legal fees. Because Fishbone's guitarist got taken away by a cult. Like he got brainwashed. And he got taken away by a cult back in 1993-94. And the band needed legal fees to try to help him with something. I don't even know what it was. But here's the set. Here was the, here was the lineup. Eric, Allison Chains. This was at the Palladium. For people that don't know, the Palladium is an, a, a little concert hall that's in Hollywood. It holds about 2,000 people, if that. But it was it was Tool, Allison Chains, Rage Against the Machine, No Doubt. Allison Chains was acoustic set, uh, by the way. It was also Primus, and it was another huge band, all in one place to raise money. And obviously Fishbone um, to to raise money. And they had a bunch of people show up, like Jason Newstead showed up and played with a bunch of different people. Um, Primus did Immigrant Song, I'll never forget. And Maynard came out and did the but I got to see that show. It was called the Nut Megalomaniacs Ball. And it was, at the, it was in 1994. People look it up. I'm sure there's video out there. Um, that was the best small little show that I saw with the amount of people that was there. It was ridiculous. Rage was crazy. I'll never forget, by the way. Allison Chains got booed continuously that night because they were playing an acoustic set. And I was so really Because they were playing stuff from Sap. Which is what was my favorite album. Uh huh. Um, it was an EP, and people were, didn't want to hear it. They wanted to hear like you know the hard shit, but they were they were well, phenomenal. They spirit. kept yeah yeah boo right, boo awesome. this band there doing a yeah, right. you know yeah charity, charity event yeah fucking yeah. stupid people. 
But that's, um, that's cool. Before we jump to Les, I'm sorry, Les, I didn't mean to cut you off. Arage, a band that I think you would really dig because you like Rush and um, is Sons of Apollo. If you've never oh, heard of them, I've never heard Jeff of Scott Soto is the front man for it. Uh, Billy Sheehan on bass. Oh, I know Billy Sheehan, yeah. And they're not, they're not like... It's not like a dream theater sort of thing. Jeff oh, Scott okay. Soto is just probably one of the best male rock vocalists right. that's out there. He was the guy who was the singing voice of the original Steel Dragon singer in Rockstar, oh. the Marky Mark movie. Oh, okay. And okay. Um, yeah, he's the guy. And uh, they're tremendous. And they're at that level where they're doing gigs at places that are you know five thousand people and down and okay. uh, i think you would really dig check out their music just in general man they they kick ass yeah i will 100 percent. that's awesome thank you yeah Les, what what, what what do you got it's tough for me because I, I i think my musical tastes are obviously different than everyone else's so uh if Outcast would obviously be number one, but one B would be Snoop Dogg. And I actually got to see him way yeah, back in the day at a three with at the Unity tour with three eleven and we were pretty mm-hmm. damn close. And uh he had a yeah, lot we of we were ten ten feet away, Les. Exactly. So and I've actually been able to uh Raj and I saw three eleven at two very small venues. Uh and we were pretty close. Remember the one they told us we couldn't even have our cell phones out, no pictures at, at all? Yeah. And they were like, put your phones yeah. away. And then uh, there was another one where it was like, literally like a hall. And we got to see them there. So that's been, that's off the list. So it'd probably either be like Snoop Dogg or Outcast for sure. Or Drake. Outcast. In all honesty, it, it would probably be Drake too. That, that'll never happen, you know? Anymore. No. Hell no. No. We got to see Outcast, but it was a big, huge, massive festival. But yeah. Yeah. Ugh. The Snoop one was special because one of my favorite songs. I did not expect him to perform literally like my favorite Snoop Dogg song. And they just jumped into it. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't know how to react. What was the song? Uh, Pump Pump. You have to. It's old school. It was it mm-hmm. came out on a doggy style. So it was on doggy listen, style? Yeah, it's on doggy style. It's a freestyle. Uh, all right. I have to listen to it again. Yes, I, fucking, I feel like I know that album, but none of like the fucking. I like, find myself listening to Doggy Style fun. at least once a month. It's a fucking great album. <laughs> I throw it on at least once a month. I just can't. I can't. Too. There's some things I can't do. I like to listen to a lot of music when I'm working out, obviously, and I cannot listen to Snoop Dogg Doggy Style while I'm at the gym because people, my eyebrows furrow down, and people start looking at me like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" So I've had people like come up to me lately. Go, uh, sir, are you okay? I'm like what? I'm working out. They're like, yeah, you look like you're not happy. I'm like, we get it, Les. You work out. Dude. Here I am. <laughs> Les, do you work yeah. out? Yeah, this was all some no. clever way for him to throw oh, in that get he the hell out. Yeah. out of yeah. here. Dude. He doesn't even like pump. Of course, dude. I love that song. Dude. I was saving a kid when I, I, I so I put down the the bench press bar, and then I went to go take him to the hospital. We get it. You were at the gym, bro. <laughs> and then I flew to the other side of the world and stopped the fire to put out a fire on that side and then came back and right. right in time for dinner. Right in time for tries. <laughs> Actually, another loose. one. Actually, you know what? A guilty pleasure of mine. Lat pull down. Offspring. Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> no. Would you say the offspring? Yes. I thought we were done. That yeah. was good. 
Yeah, Offspring's fun, man. They're fun. The Offspring life. would probably really be fun really life. fun. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. I there wish. Yeah, that I think that would be cool, man. I love that dude's voice. Um, yeah, Dexter. It, yeah, like I sang a couple of their songs in cover band when I was like 22, and I think that was about the end of me being able to sing at that pitch, like <laughs> from a guest voice. Um, the I wish I had seen No Doubt when they were mm. young and hungry. Yeah, man. I think I, that I got to see him something. I got when to see him see at him? the. I got to see him at the Palace in 1991. Uh, It holds about 2,000 people. It was 311, Sublime, and No Doubt headlining. This was before Tragic Kingdom, so it was the Betty Boop ska sounding, No Doubt. It wasn't what people know of of them today. Yeah, and I saw Sublime with Bradley, and he was awful. He was drunk, and he didn't know. or He wasn't just drunk, but he didn't know any words. If you guys dig like older progressive rock at all, when we were talking about that, there was a band called Riot, and they never had like they're not you know like a a a big name that people know like Sabbath or anything like that, but they were heavier. They're imagine like um, Rainbow, you know that sort of thing, except like heavier guitars. They had an album called The Privilege of Power that had the horn section from Tower of Power. Oh, oh it shit. Kick ass, man. <laughs> That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's a great cool. title. Killer. Yeah. The Privilege of Power, and they had the horn section from Tower of Power. It was it is a baller, man. And I, you can find it on Spotify and all that stuff, I'm sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah it's this is We've been talking about music. Uh, Raj and I, were last week when we were doing our weekly like pizza outing with less uh we were talking about a uh, elo how they're like oh, an yeah. underappreciated ab a uh, band absolutely totally underappreciated and oh. they did the soundtrack to xanadu and so when they played that song with the living new john song it's elo in the background as the as the band yeah. A, a friend of mine here in town, I used in St. Louis, I used to be in an original band with him and uh, a couple of people from my TSO tribute that I was doing play. He has an ELO tribute band. Oh, that's tough. He wears that the wig tough. and the yeah, whole bit. Okay, and yeah. they are amazing. That's, They'll that's sell out like the, the local music cover, venue yeah. where like your, your lower tier national acts will play. They sell yeah. that thing out like three nights in a row. That's rad. <laughs> It's very that is such well a tough played. act to cover. You're right, yeah. Randy. Yeah, like I can't backup imagine. singers and everything. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Do evil the woman. What's oh. that? You can't do evil woman. You need like a you need like a soul singer. You need. Like oh, a, they uh, have a huge ensemble, string oh, players, yeah, yeah. a whole bit, man. Off. Yeah, and you know Abby, the violinist from the, my TSO thing, she's the one I did that EP with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she runs around fiddling her ass off and you know the the my my friend anastasia who sings in that production she's a phenom too man it's i need to go see it i need to go see it that's awesome that's crazy oh it's been great man we've been talking music and i'm sure we don't have anybody listening to us anymore but i'm enjoying this episode that's for sure i I still don't think we actually answered rick's question what was his question exactly we distorted it like (laughs) we always do no, no, I did. I said Pearl Jam in a small venue. You said Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Cake and Weezer. Cake, and like Weezer. And Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, yeah, he said Beatles, obviously. Who said Godzilla? Uh, Rick knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what's up. He knows that a question always gets uh, 
chewed up and reformed in the oh yeah that's why he's asking that final product is what we do here which is well, yeah. not the springboard fast, though. though yeah because if he if we had the question three days ago when we all had time to think about it mm-hmm. the segment would be different but springing it on right. us in the moment and yeah, true. that's what oh, makes yeah. it that's what makes it something special Thanks, there Rick. Is. By the way, yeah, you want to talk it. about somebody who looks like Cassie and Andor? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh, man. We have to keep Catherine away from him. I think at yeah. celebration. he wasn't even trying to cosplay Andor. No. And people no. were like, "Oh my no. god, no. it's Cassie and Andor." No, he he looks identical. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, we have an email from Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Hello, everyone on the Sith list. First off, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Visions is such a cool thing to have in the Star Wars catalog. The best thing by far in the series is the sound mixing and the music. I, I agree, the sound mixing is pretty amazing. My question is, with the potential of four Star Wars series on Disney Plus coming in the next year, if you can only choose one to watch, <laughs> what would it be? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think, I think mine would have to be Obi-Wan with the Mandalorian with a really close behind number two. Hope everyone is staying healthy and being safe. Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. P.S. 240 days until Star Wars Celebration. Can't wait to celebrate Star Wars with some good fun and people. And also your live 300th episode. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Well, Robert, (laughs) if we do our live 300th episode, we will definitely have you there. That's for sure. Um, $80. It's only, uh, yeah, $184.76. Just went up. Well, yeah, because now it's in demand. Robert said something about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have it at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, definitely had it at his. But uh, for me, it would be Obi One, hundred percent. Yeah, well, I was going to say things I know about Obi One, but Obi One, hundred percent. I can't wait to see people's reaction to Obi One. That's all I will say. I think I would have to agree with that. Uh, with Mandalorian being chomping Dang at close. the heels. Yeah. I'd have to put Obi-Wan in front too with Mandalorian like way of the fuck back there. I want to see Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Fucking Ewan McGregor. Come on now. What are we even talking about? It doesn't even compete. Ewan, Mc- Ewan McGregor and Hayden. Ewan. Mm-hmm. Ewan. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> there won't be a shot, Mary. Go ahead, King Tom. I'm sorry. I have I I cannot follow that. <laughs> uh, Weezer. We have Weezer. 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 Weezer is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'll just say Kenobi because I'm looking forward to everything. Yeah, me too. I am too. So I want to see Thrawn in live action too. How about you, Boo? Yeah, it has to be Obi-Wan. It has to be Obi-Wan. Yeah, just everything you guys have said, the people they've brought back, what what's already been plugged and all that, and how the ramifications that it could have and all that. Yeah. Oh, it has to be Obi-Wan, definitely. Yeah. Unless? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I'm more with King Tom, though. I'm, I want to see everything. Me I want to see more Me of too. the Mandalorian, but uh, Kenobi's going to have everything i think this becomes the uh intersection right of a lot of different characters can show up at any time uh they can cross over i mean if if it takes place 
literally as he's taking the children and they're being, you know, the twins and they're going and now he's got to go into hiding and, you know, people are still going after him. Uh, castle's being built on Mustafar. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm pretty sure that's none of that is happening, but I'm sure it all <laughs> is happening. I was like, who are you talking to, man? That's great news. And <laughs> I mean, that's just what I'm thinking of, but everything is, is rolling. I, I really want to see what Dan and, and Bo-Katan and all them get up to. Uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, we're doing good here, everyone. We got a lot coming yeah. along in the entertainment goes alive during this span, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, go ahead. While we're talking about uh, live action, Star Wars live action TV, do you think that if Grogu is not an integral part of this third season of The Mandalorian, do you think the viewership will decline? Yep. Yes. I have a feeling he not, not, not from the hard Star Wars fans. I think it's going to decline from the people that just watch it because of Grogu. And that, there's a shit ton of people that mm-hmm. watch that show because they love that little character. Is it really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they just watch it. Just for that, that seems kind of. Well, they just watch it because that was a springboard for them to watch. People like cousins yeah. that I have that watch the Mandalorian that don't give a shit about star Wars, but they love Grogu. He's so cute. He's so great. Oh my God. Look at him. There's a ton of people that watch the show and now love the show. Well, yeah. That's that was my point. The, yeah. That was it's the springboard. The springboard. But yeah. It's the, but if you take it away from them, I don't know if that's going to be a good idea. Okay. Then no. what if like, um, Boba Fett has to take care of like a really like baby Boba Fett. Oh, see, I would love that. And, and I'm sure everybody else would. Yeah. yeah, little ba- baby Fett. Yeah. We call him Booby Fett. Groba. Oh, Groba Fett. Yeah. Uh, see, when I say those kind of things, I'll workshop it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But see, the difference between <laughs> Randy making a crack like that and you is that Randy's not being like aggressive about it. I wasn't being aggressive. He's not going on strong. He doesn't take the joke and be like Michael Jordan in the air with the joke in his hand, just (laughs) right, like smashing the backboard. (laughs) You got to go big, yeah. You got to dunk. I guess so. Do you? I'll take. Someone got dunked on. (laughs) Hey. I was gonna say, um, boo. What's going on here? Yes. You need to start smoking cigarettes. I do. Why is that? Oh, that's great like, advice. <laughs> no, no, because like sometimes I get like a Wolfman Jack like vibe Ooh. from Boo when he's like, it's like he's like, and I like, <laughs> he would have a cool voice if he is fucked up his throat. Yeah, yeah. I'll work on that. You I'll can just punch him that. in the larynx if you want. Just <laughs> crack right there. Yeah. yeah, we just need to have you yell for a whole night and see how it goes. <laughs> Oh, I've heard it. We Boo and I got to see Wolf Mother in a very small venue. Yeah, and, that was uh, awesome. He, he he had no uh, he had no vocal cords after that. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Wolfman Jack, Boo? Yeah, I, I, I've heard oh, of yeah. Wolfman Jack. Yeah, like a, he was a radio guy. It had a very yeah. interesting voice. Yeah, yeah. You can. He totally was have that he was a stud, man. Randy, oh, what no, is I it? Uh, I haven't gotten hammered in a few mm-hmm. years. In a while, I've yeah. tried. I, I've I've done my due diligence to try, but when I do. My voice gets very raspy. I hit like a certain level. I hit a certain level of booze and it just 
takes over and my voice gets very And when you raspy. say booze, do you mean Anything. as in the uh, vernacular for alcohol or do you mean as in boo? <laughs> I mean as vernacular as in alcohol, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple me's yet though. It was a good run about two years that we would we would ask him to for for Bane to come out because he sounds identical to Bane. It's it's the funniest shit. Les has seen it. It's uh it's pretty is crazy. That, is that only a thing that happens with the booze? Yes, yeah. only with the booze. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen again. It'll someday. happen, yeah. I I've 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 tried to bring him out. I've tried to bring him out before more recently and i I just can't get hammered anymore i don't know what it is just, you know what the trick is huh? drink a lot <laughs> yeah. i, I yeah. do yeah. I, I have like a no, lot like no, i started no. mixing and everything and i was just like i was like yeah, but not the levels that you were drinking before but, oh god no no those those were yeah, bad yeah. times yeah no that, yes. that that wasn't uh that wasn't, wasn't good healthy. no sorry tom i'm gonna have to change my answer from weezer it's actually now gonna be a uh, boo drunk in a small venue <laughs> I, i'm good with that god, that's really good <laughs> all right guys we can move on to do you have any bits uh, not that nothing really too major you know we, was it we missed on some of the uh the uh netflix to dumb thing which is the stupidest and the smartest way to talk about them because you instantly know what it is but i think it's just really dumb but they 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 nailed it they did a good job just the you know the, the there's a stranger things uh teaser there's an Oz- ozark for season four teaser oh i didn't um, see that yeah I, I'll, I'll just give you a little rundown of the things you need to see and stuff like that okay. there's an extraction too uh that's the uh oh that was good what's his name hensworth movie yeah. there's a corporate kai season four thing there's the oh. Sandman uh, teaser. Yeah, Les loves that. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, I, one thing I highly recommend: if anybody's excited for Cowboy Bebop, they mm-hmm. did the opening credits um, for the actual show. That's all they gave, and and the song in there is uh, is called Tank. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, if anybody's nervous about how the show's going to feel or look or what's going to, if watch that, and you will be completely rested it's gonna it's gonna be incredible um yeah they they announced that there's gonna be enola holmes 2 uh they gave uh, some more footage from army of thieves which is that Zack snyder zombie movie but it's like a prequel before the zombies so so you kind of get that um there's a witcher season two trailer uh there's another witcher um anime coming out uh and then they also show stuff yeah, yeah, they, they they did get a lot, but yeah, it's it's nothing really major as far as like information kind of thing. It's just you know, look at this, look at that, look at this, and then there's that uh, that don't look up with um, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look That's look good. up, don't look up because it's kind of hard to explain. It's it's uh, is it is it. Uh... Who's, who's directing? I think it might be John C. Riley. I'm not sure, but it's look it up so you, so you get a feel of what the what the movie's going to be about. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all the to dumb stuff. There's some other things like Bridgerton and Red Notice, that Gal Gadot, The Rock, and um, Ryan Reynolds Ryan movie. Reynolds. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah. So all right, cool. That was, that was a good breakdown. That was a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. And then cool, we'll cool. get to more of the boo bits next. 
Did you guys see they're having a eleventh season of a uh, Curb? Oh yeah, no. that's right. I just found out about this. I was totally stoked. Oh, that's right. And they're always like within like whatever's going on, so it should be a fun season. It should be a new season of Lost called Fat. No, Lost premiered uh, 17 years ago, like Jordan. this past week. Did, are you serious? Yep. 17 years ago this past week. What? Yeah. 17 years. Man. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Holy that shit. Hurt. That did hurt. What a phenomenal show, man. What a phenomenal show. I love that show. It was a great show. Uh, me and Haas at one time talked about doing a podcast that was just going over like retrospects of uh, lost episodes. Lost? Oh, I would have yeah. loved that. Oh, yeah. been really fun. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Hello, I'm Dr. Marvin Candle, and this is The Sithless. Namaste, and good luck. I just got goosebumps, by the way. That was the coolest fucking thing that we've ever had on this show. Anytime we talk about Lost, and we talk about Lost a lot here, mm-hmm. that soundbite will come in because that was awesome. King Tom, thank you so much for getting that for us. Not a problem. How Happy was he? Nice it. guy? Nice he guy? was super nice. Yeah, I, I saw him at the Cincinnati Comic Book Convention two weekends ago. Uh, got a picture with him, uh, and I asked him if he would record that and something else, and he was amazing with it oh that is so cool we'll always have that that's so great ah oh. that's very cool that's very nice <laughs> that is very cool that's awesome all right guys we're going to end this thing with talking a little bit about well not a little bit a lot about what if episode eight which i thought was fucking awesome um, and i think less did too because we were both reacting like crazy people um so i it, it felt like it was the most comic book e episode of all of them so far, which was very, very cool. And it's setting up the season finale, two parts. Um, one, obviously, we just saw. And the second part is the finale next week. I didn't think it was going to be this already. And I like where it's going. Uh, what do you guys think? King Tom, I'm going to go with you first. What do you think of this thing? Uh, I have a bunch of stupid nitpicky story things. But like you said, the uh, the episode itself was great. It was great seeing uh, the Watcher in action mode. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been seeing more and more of him every episode, um, and now you know he he's a part of things, and that's great to see. It's nice that they're really playing around with the format, and uh, I'm very interested to see what they do um, next next week. My biggest problem probably is that they, the, the Ultron did not sound like James Spader at all. At all. At all. <laughs> oh, that is true. I did take fault with that. That, that was a little weird. Yeah. But the, the girl that's playing Natasha is pretty dead on. She was pretty good. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> I, I, I wonder why. I wonder why. Because that was uh, that's actually Scarlett Johansson. It was? Yes. Was it? Yes. I don't think so. It was? Yeah, Jeremy Renner's in it, Scarlett Johansson, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Spoiler if you haven't seen it, but yeah. Scarlett Johansson wasn't in the in the beginning credits. She, she wasn't. She's, she's uh, as far as I'm concerned, yes. No, she's in it. Concerned or as you know? 
Don't be concerned is about this it, a, Is this a Nabu? I, is this I a Nabu, swear. man? Come on yeah. now. So are you saying that <laughs> she did a really fact, good job bro. of doing her own voice? Is that what you're saying, Boo? Yes. Well, no wonder she sounded great. <laughs> did I lose All Boo right. by believing you or not? No, I, but, I, I, it was, I still don't know. This is not a Nabu. I, I would do that to Kig Tom. No, no, no. Lex, can you fact check this, please? It was Lake. He's effect. already on it. Okay, Lex is already on it. Is on it. The, yeah. Both the rap and Collider say it was Lake Bell. Are you not moving? IMDB also says it was Lake Bell, but you know what? Here's what's going to happen because Scarlett Johansson <laughs> is in the overall top build credit. She did her thing. I'm with you, Blue. I got you, man. I appreciate it. What do you, Big bowl of chili. What do you with mean a lot she's of in the top bill credits. Oh, yeah. You got to, got to have the sour cream and the, and the, oh. and the green onions. See, man, this is where we could become like bros. Mm. Just so you guys understand. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean in the top? What do you mean she top credit? What, what the hell does that mean? She's top billing because she's in oh, the Charlotte Johansson universe, and she's Scarlett Johansson. No, yeah, that doesn't work in that way at all. What the fuck? No what are you guys know better than this? This is how I Nabu. This is how we Nabu, baby. Like that. I've added him. I've had I've added him to the hive mind, to the collection. Oh, here. I've brought less I've brought in. Yes. <laughs> oh no. We God are one. We are Nabu. Nothing for what if. Oh. She's not in the credits. It's not her no, fucking voice. She's not. She's not. She's not. Did you try to save face for Boo, man? Come on, uh, man. Okay. Wow. There's no saving uh, that face. All- <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, man, I tried to get you, Boo. I tried, I man. I, I, I tried. <laughs> fucking uh, Yahoo Entertainment, dude. Kiss my ass, then. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, wonder, no, wonder, no wonder their fucking brand is worth a buck seventy-five and nobody wants to buy it. are garbage. Oh man! Wow, Eric, um, you you haven't seen it, have you? No, I have not, man. Charlotte I haven't Johansson watched the last several. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner, Johansson's there. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. You have, your, your, uh, your you commitment have, uh, to the bit gets five Godzillas. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Ah, uh, Randy, what'd uh, you think, buddy? Fucking awesome! I love that episode. Like it was the most. It was like them using the animation to its like best ability, doing something that they can't really do in uh in the live action stuff. Um, it was like kind of like Age of Ultron light, and it was it was an awesome episode. The only thing that concerns me is um, it kind of gets me concerned about the second season because mm. mm. I feel like they're going too far too quickly in this season. And uh, they're uh, by having the watcher already kind of be compromised and already having this big like multiversal challenge that they can't really do anything in the next season that's ever going to be able to not be kind of like lateral to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't know they were going to do a season two on, until they got the you know people's interest and they're like, oh shit, maybe we should do a season two of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, that's possible, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think they don't strike me as people go into the, with it, into it with the intent of it not being like super popular. Like, I mean, I'm sure they have humility and they're excited that they're, they have people who are interested, but I think they go with into it with the intent that it could potentially lead on to something else. Mm -hmm. It's a great episode though. It's a fucking great episode. 
somebody that I ripped on pretty good on uh, this week's episode of The Motivators, a friend of mine, he sent me this thing that claims that uh, there's a good chance that Mustafar made an appearance in this episode. And uh, it's an article from the direct. And then somebody oh. else is talking about it on uh, in on Reddit. But um, the lava oh planet gosh. and they're showing yeah. like a side by side that it looks like Mustafar from Revenge of the Sith. But then also another place that looks like Felucia. When you look at the trees, uh, man, it's the, it's the hard to naysay that one. Mm-hmm. But honestly, for me, and I know this has come up, I have no interest in a MCU slash Star Wars crossover. No, it just no. f that no. man. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I, I would like to see a what if we talked about this before. What if Star Wars? I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not a yeah. not a crossover. No. Yeah. Agreed. Be, I do like when Scooby Doo uh, meets the Globetrotters, though. That oh, was cool. My God, I loved it when Scooby Doo <laughs> met everybody. When he met, they met Don Knotts. Man, yeah, that, that was, was a good one. Batman, Batman, Robin, Mister cool. Furley, loved him. The modern Scooby Doo where they meet Batman is pretty damn funny, man. Uh, I can't remember what they're calling that series, but it's new. But it's done more in the style of the original. I don't think it's the one that with the. Um, uh like the pop punk theme song or anything but yeah. uh it's pretty funny man because there's a lot of like adult slanted jokes in it mm-hmm. that uh they're pretty good this is scooby goes Zoy! you mean no, shaggy of the logging shaggy. song yeah. <laughs> gee scoob there it is <laughs> that's the only thing what'd you think say. about this thing sounds like it yeah. uh what is it i i thought it was an awesome episode it's my favorite so far um the action was great um a, a couple nitpicking things i know they have to move things along i thought he killed thanos a little too fast but yeah I thought that, was, that was still awesome <laughs> I, how I, I g was that though boo oh, how g was that like, interesting <laughs> and i was like Okay. Thanos didn't even have time to utter a word, and he split so, him in half, dude. Yeah, because he looks around, and he's like, "I only wanted half gone." God damn, you need to calm down. <laughs> so yeah, he, that was even too far for Thanos. So uh, I, I the, the but besides that, awesome episode. The action is very cool. I kind of wish that they had used this to plug some more of like the cosmic entities. I I, I kind of wish that he would have eliminated more people. I guess. You know, some more celestials, maybe killed like the Beyonders or something like that, or Eternity. That could be or, coming. episode, man. That could yeah, be I, coming. I know, cause, but, or like the Living Tribunal, but I, because I think those people would have intervened before he gets completely to the end kind of thing where he's just like, I've, I've done everything. I don't know. And then especially when he gets into the multiverse, they would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Stop. I thought Stop that too, but. Down. Wouldn't they want to save some of that for like the movies? Yeah, yeah, I, that, that's <laughs> yeah, what right. I was thinking. But I was like, I was, I was wondering. I was like, this would be just a, I don't know, maybe for them to watch or to be yeah. aware, just like the Beyonder or not the Beyonder. Yeah, no, uh, he's watching and he's like, oh shit, this is really fucking <laughs> bad. And I would have wished that they were up there too, being like, yeah, we need to uh, we need to keep an eye on this. This is getting awful. This is getting, this, this could turn south really fast. You know, kind of like uh, you know, the bad guy. You know, gets to the gets to the first level of security, I guess. So, but beyond that, awesome. My favorite episode so far. 
the action mm-hmm. was great. Uh, once again, another episode where I'd love to see more. So yeah, so hopefully this, you know, the the season two um, builds on this and wraps it up, or even it continues. I'd love to see a whole. This it'd be great as like a two hour movie. Huh. I, I almost think like uh, this is like their best opportunity to uh, kind of deliver like high concept ideas. So I kind of think that they might do the Living Tribunal or something. Like that, I, I don't, I'm not sure if that doesn't. The multiverse doesn't translate unless you like slowly bring it in. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. allowing people to kind of see like the, the living tribunal, especially yeah, the slush, uh, celestials are kind of already been kind of touched on in Guardians. Yeah, of the was Galaxy. it? He kills ego. <laughs> that was yeah. Nuts. Oh, he kills yeah. ego. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't put it past him. I understand the idea of just waiting to hold out for the movies, but some of those things are just, I think, maybe too much for the audience, the general audience. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no, That's the story point. still flowed and everything, and it's still just as epic. Where I was just like, "You did it! Every everything's dead. Goddamn!" Yeah, that's true. Uh, my my, if if there's any limitation to this thing, it's that it's MCU. What if? As far as I go, like it's 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 capped mm. by the fact that they're utilizing only things that have appeared in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And they're not that means if they build off of anything, it has to appear in the MCU. So it has to have been already in existence. Because my headcanon for next season, I'm automatically thinking the Silver Surfer's gotta show up and be like, Ooh. who the F is this silver robot dude with the I'm infinity stones? Him. You know, Damn. or we go even further than that, and Frank Castle Cosmic Ghost Rider pops up, and he's like, hey, 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 bud, what the hell is going on here, man? You don't kill people on Earth, and then try to go through other galaxies without me kicking your ass. Like, there's the entities... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, there's no, no, entities no. out there that can challenge this, mm-hmm. or at the very least, what they're really, truly giving us is Infinity Gauntlet, where they all have to band together to take this down. The fact that he's blasting through universal dimensions and just hopping and hopping going everywhere if anything for me what it does and i'm I'm sure this just shows a way where they can bring ultron back in live action because he's uncontainable even though they quote burned him out of the internet so he couldn't escape in age of ultron well what if he won and now this one is saying like you said there's so much out there i see so many there's so much to see the, it all needs me. And for him to just blast through and go everywhere, why wouldn't he pop up all of a sudden, you know, and, and run into Kang or someone like that and be like, ah, oh, you're in my way too. And it, it could just go forever. This thing could be where Ultron becomes what he was supposed to be, which is omnipotent, you know, and it's just like always around, always in the corner somewhere, kind of like how Kang is always full circle it comes right back hey this guy's been doing stuff or it's always been apocalypse when it comes to the mutants or mr sinister you know it's always Mm -hmm. been someone who's just like they slink back into the shadows and then all of a sudden they come back and you're like we thought we killed you nah Mm -hmm. you can't you just can't it just doesn't happen uh that that's for me that's just me and uh, i'm sure other people out there just your imagination starts running wild but this episode was yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they're building up. Yeah, they get, every episode has been great. And then 
then all of a sudden they just drop this and you're just you, you have all these questions again and then you just look at the scale and then you see how powerful the watcher is you see how powerful captain marvel is like they're they're even going further than that like yeah she is a heavy hitter like yeah, she's, she's not even going full power she's just like i'm here to stop you as best i can and the post-apocalyptic quote nightmare scenario you got hawkeye with this cybernetic arm it all just came together and, and i'm kind of sad that we're getting the last season this last episode next i want so much have you guys got what a chance to see that last episode yet i did i did yeah did. okay oh, kind of like going on a tangent about the uh marvel thing about how she says she has to hold back right yes. fighting thor mm-hmm. yeah that was awesome by the way uh Going back to this uh, episode, the the shot with Hawkeye, his last shot going down mm. the slow mo, oh. the wide shot was one of the most beautiful things I've seen in in Marvel the animation this year. That was it was, amazing. it was such a great shot, so cool. And all the cro- all the all the crawl- callbacks, everybody, that all the Jeremy callbacks. Renner, yes. We got a Terminator reference. We got yep. Indiana Jones. We got, we got Star yes. Wars. We got all of that. I mean, that's the extent of. A crossover that I'd love probably to see. Probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It was so good. Can't wait for this next episode. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. Can't, a uh, question for you guys. Can't they, can Ultron in a live action uh, MCU take over White Vision's being? That was originally kind of what I think people thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, what they would so what would have to happen now that it's been established with Zola? What would have to happen is is that you either have Ultron. See, the problem is is in the live action, they jacked up, they they wiped Zola, and then Ultron obviously has been killed. But to get to White Vision, like I said, he'd have to bust through a dimensional wall or multiversal wall, find himself finding White Vision, trying to find himself. You know, after mm-hmm. he left in WandaVision and then find a way to absorb him and say, you were supposed yeah. to be me. You're supposed to be right. the perfect version of me and take. It. I think I just come on, Marvel, hire me. Damn it. it. Damn. Comics explained. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that wraps up this uh, little review of episode eight of what if we will uh, definitely be. Reviewing episode nine. We're really excited about the season finale. It's going to be amazing. Knock on wood, hopefully. Um, but uh, other than that, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, Mr. Carlos Buarguea, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you? You can find me reciting lyrics to Pac-Man Fever on Twitter at Tom Chansky and then Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and The Bad Motivators. Les, Crunch Crunch, Gonzalez, where can people watch you work out those glutes? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at LesIsWar78 and you can also find me on the Sith List and our Sith List YouTube channel. Yes, and Randy... You'll never you find buddy? me. Exactly. <laughs> Eric, where can people listen to your beautiful voice? Uh, check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. And also, man, I'm playing another country gig this weekend in downtown St. Oh. Louis. Swing on out. 
Q and the Lou. That is phenomenal. And we'll be waiting for that unplugged throw the horns on MTV. That would be pretty rad. You know, we used to actually do unplugged shows, and the guitar player we used to have, Austin, could play exactly like he played on an electric guitar on acoustic. Oh, my gosh. He And we did, like, Ingve Mousing songs and you name it. He could – it was it was unreal. The dude's a freak show. That's crazy. Uh, Eddie Vedder brought up on a uh, ukulele that he – bought at some crazy place from it's from 1952 and it was an electric ukulele and he played a song with it and it sounded so crazy man yeah i've never heard anything like it it was pretty rad um but um yeah i thought you'd appreciate that all right guys i think that wraps up oh go ahead randy i'm sure you're gonna i i, I appreciate it yeah i was talking to you as well, Randy. I appreciate it. That wraps up episode number 269. We were very perverted this episode. That's what she said. There it is. You filled it in right there. That's what she said. See <laughs> <laughs> you next week on episode number 270 of The Sit List. Generals gathered in their masses. Destruction Sorcerer of death's construction Stops turning as you hear the bodies burning. No more war pigs have the power, and as God has struck the hour, day of judgment, God is.
Let's go. Episode 269. Oh, I love this. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. That's nasty. That's I'm, nasty. So, I'm so excited.